You're listening to Plasticity, making art from inherited waste, where your hosts, Griffin Nordstrom and me, Dominica Queen, talk about our ongoing work with waste plastics as an art medium. So today we're talking about plastic bags and doing a deep dive in those because we sort of talked about them briefly, especially at the end of episodes and we're talking about like specific ones we might be interested in, but we need to talk more about how they actually affect what we're making and how they affect the actual aesthetic of the objects. And you know, some bags are better than others, not just on a functionality level. Some of them just look better or work better with what we're doing. So today we're just going to sort of talk about those things. For me, I don't, as I sort of discussed before on other episodes, we, I have a current trouble of not using my pretty colored bags. I'm using the brown ones, the white ones, the gray ones, and those sort of add a sort of neutral drab sort of tone to them. But I also want to talk about bags I don't like using and bags I feel weird using because whenever you use a bag, it implies that you use the bag, you shopped there. Yeah. So normally, you know, if it's a Kroger bag, yeah, I went to Kroger. It's the only grocery store I have in town. Yeah, I went to Walmart. You know, those things are sort of predictable, whatever. But then there's bags that aren't reflections of me because I got them from someone else or, you know, a store reused in our store's plastic bag. Totally yeah. great, ethical, love that. But then I end up with bags that don't reflect me, like a Hobby Lobby bag, a smoker-friendly <laughs> bag, mm-hmm. or even, weirdly annoying me to me, an Applebee's takeout bag. <laughs> and it becomes a weird, a weird situation because... I don't support homophobic businesses. I don't smoke. And I don't need a bag for my Applebee's takeout. Yeah. Thank you very much. (laughs) It's so funny. Like, whenever you get into reuse, it's like it becomes whatever you're making takes on a little bit of whatever you put into it. And when you're like us and you're like very intentionally using a material, it starts to like if you let it, it starts to feel weird depending on what bags you're using. I mean, and, you know, for me, like, different types of stuff I make, the level of involvement of, like, the logo or whatever changes depending on the medium. Because if I'm making something that is um, braided or woven, like, you can kind of tell the colors, but the text disappears. But whenever, like, especially for me with the things that I embroider on mm-hmm. there's I have to I have to decide if I'm gonna be okay with using certain types of packaging like I for a while was shopping at thread up a lot and it has because it's you know it's a thrift shop they have interesting stuff it was fun but they ship it to you and in their shipping packaging, some of it's plastic, and their, like, mailer bags have really cute teal and white polka dots. Mm-hmm. And whenever I use it in a piece, I'm like, I know somebody is going to recognize that thread-up bag, because <laughs> it's just the branded polka dots. I mean, it's not even the text, but, you know, and then, th- like, also, right. I got a big stash of plastic bags from somebody uh and there's like this beautiful mint green that i really love um Mm -hmm. but it's like this pet store 
bag and it gives like the amount of green bags of that pet store in my possession gives the impression <laughs> that I am like daily going to a pet store. A super fan. Yeah, I'm like I love this company. Ooh, and you know the Target bags. Like I saw somebody make a prom dress out of like the reusable uh Target bags and it was like mm-hmm. sponsored by Target and I'm just like that's not the vibe. <laughs> like I remember looking at that dress being like I'm impressed but you should not be using this for your ad. This is despicable. <laughs> like that's yeah, gross. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a questionable uh PR move. It's a questionable look. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. it, it, yeah, mm. but it, it is sort of a thing where like I mean, with some bags you can sort of if you tuck the logo around, if you sort of try and bury that bag inside mm-hmm. where you're fusing, it could also be sort of basically overlapped to the point that it doesn't read as text, but there's a certain amount of, like, weird branding you just sort of have to, in a lot of cases, just deal with and just sort of accept because it's like, as opposed to, you know, the Nike swoosh on your sweatpants, it's, hey, I made a cloak and there's a giant smoker-friendly logo on my shoulder and it looks like I'm, you know, the Marlboro man. (laughs) (laughs) A certain amount you can sort of get rid of, get sort of hide, but not all of it if you're going to be, you know, not being, if you are picky or you throw away the plastic, sure, but, you know, that kind of defeats the point. So you have to sort of make peace or really be careful with how you're doing that work because, like, my plastic uh, backdrop piece boldly says Hobby Lobby in a couple places, and it's, there's some associations that just can't be avoided, even though I think people will understand, you know. Yeah. I didn't use that bag. That bag's not from me personally. It still well, sort of has interpretation. Yeah, although you wearing your like drag style fashion in front of a Hobby Lobby logo does make me giggle true. happily a that little is bit. True. I'm like, hee hee hee. Got there. Can we get some Chick fil A bags in here? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just like, yeah. No, uh, that's some some fun irony to play with. Uh, But I I also think about, like, one of the things that I can imagine that would mortify me. Like, absolutely, I would have to, I would send it back. Like, if I said, oh, I love this particular plastic bag that comes from this one shop if then that Mm -hmm. one shop especially if it was like a big company like shipped me a case of plastic bags to work with right i would mail that back so fast it would it would bounce off the door like i'd be like no that's not the point you're that's not the point that's not how it works so hard you know Although, if it's from my friends, I'm like, hey, do you happen to use Kroger Pickup in an area where they have those (laughs) slightly thicker, like, nice big bags? Because if so, could you bring them to me? Because I love those (laughs) because they're super good for embroidery. Like, there's this certain thickness of plastic, same material, but the bag is just a little bit thicker. And, oh, and the Target, like, a lot of Target bags are a little bit thicker. They are. They, they're just, they're a nice bag. They're a sturdy one. Yeah, because embroidering plastic on plastic is really, um, I haven't decided if it, how difficult it actually is. Um, 
I find that if it's just on a plain plastic bag, like a standard shopping bag, it doesn't it doesn't work. It just rips to shreds. It disintegrates. But if you iron That's a few been my of them together. But I really like working with a single sheet of plastic because it helps the embroidery stand out really well. Um, right. Instead of having that texture on texture on texture, which can be cool, but I'm not working in that yet. So <laughs> I love the Kroger pickup bags. I love the Target slightly thicker bags. You know, the ones that have the red handles that are like welded on instead of mm-hmm. the, the clearly inflated plastic bags. Um, mm-hmm. and I love like I love Dollar General bags but I'm so opposed to, to like Dollar General in general <laughs> I, it's a problem I mean I know people need food and whatever if you shop at Dollar General you're fine it's okay it's not your fault <laughs> Like, but at the same time I don't like that company, and uh, I don't like most of these companies, and uh, their logos and branding end up all over my work. Um, right. I do love the thank you bags, though, because... The thank it, you bags are excellent. Yeah. Whenever you have... Um, like, I made a piece... Um, it was, like, quilted, and it had fish in it, and it, it's called... I think it's called River Runner... I was looking at it at the other day, and I just remembered that I very snarkily put the thank you really, really legibly, really, really visible in the center of the piece. And it's making <laughs> up the water, you know? It's thank you oh, on a big cool. blue bag. And I'm just like, this, I'm so snarky. Like, this, it lets me be so sarcastic. Just, you know, it's like, thank you. Thank you so much for all of this trash. <laughs> <laughs> if we ever did like a youtube video i'd be really tempted to do like side by side rankings of like ser- like the main bags we sort of work with i would put the thank you bags no matter what color no matter like how many thank yous are on it those are like the s tier ones those are like Super. the hash those are the plastic bags those are the plastic bag that everyone thinks of they're the best ones to use because they're not branded so i'm not like weirdly yeah. saying i go to walmart a lot guys mm-hmm. and they just they are the plastic bag you know in a hundred years whenever people remember plastic bags and plastic bag culture it's gonna be the thank you bag have you seen the graphic that is in the thank you bag font but it just says burnt out instead i haven't seen burnt out i've seen other ones but not burnt out okay well i like the um a local i want to oh now now i'm questioning myself hmm was it, did yeah, it say burnout? Did it say burnout? I don't know. Anyways, the the snarkiness, the use of that text, like you know exactly what it's from. You know exactly what it's from. Right. And it's just like also it has like all of these logos have a socioeconomic context that I think is definitely worth playing with, but sometimes is like off with what you're making sometimes like mm-hmm. i whenever i use walmart bags and walmart is like really visible i want it to be a little bit about walmart a little bit about right like me having to shop at walmart 
because that <laughs> is my socioeconomic geographical position in the world of commerce. <laughs> like, that's where I am. Yes, I shop at Walmart. No, we don't have a sweet little local grocery store, you know? Right. No, it, I it, can't get all of my groceries from the farmer's market. That is literally not possible, you know? Yeah, it does talk about sort of stuff like that, and that may be also a talking about not just socioeconomic status, but, like, you know, food deserts and just different lifestyle ca- capacities, you know? Someone in, you know, uh, a suburb of Philadelphia, let's say, would probably be like, I just can't understand why people don't just go to, you know, the Whole Foods or the Farmer's Market. It's like, well, in rural Appalachia, <laughs> my two choices for food are the Farmer's Markets are a few months in the summer, yeah. And half the time they are not affordable to mm-hmm. certain budgets, aka mm-hmm. someone using AmeriCorps funding. Yeah. And also there's a lot of winter in rural mountainous West Virginia. There's a lot of not farmers market and then it becomes do I choose Kroger or do I choose Walmart? I hate both corporations. Both corporations are terrible for the community. They're bad business practices, they're hair for the environment. It's that or I don't eat, basically. So, yeah, like, it's all a part of a conversation, which I, you know, it's always, it's a good thing to be discussing. It's a good piece to make a piece. It's a good thing to, like, sort of concept to sort of discuss and make a piece about and point out in these conversations about, you know, ecological output and waste and certain people not being able to do anything about it. But also, it's a double-edged double-sided yeah, sword. Yeah, because it can be distracting to the point that you were trying dist- to make. It can be distracting and also, I don't have any plastic bags I'm getting outside of Walmart because I can only go to Walmart, you know? Yeah. Not every piece has to be about Walmart and that access issue. But yeah. also, if I'm only getting Walmart bags naturally, then in a way, I'm limited to that. Yeah, so it's it's a little bit inescapable to right. have that like hint of like, well, this is what's available you know and Mm -hmm. it's yeah so it becomes it becomes a whole a whole other dimension not just plastic not just plastic bags not just the way that you assemble the plastic bags into a fiber or textile context it then becomes a little bit about like the bags you have access to to make things yeah right and it's just i don't know it's wild i i um now now I'm thinking, like, anytime I see a thank you bag, I should really just not use it for anything that gets snipped up. I should just keep those. Oh, I, need, I, I need to a, save those. I need a stash that's just the thank you bags. I don't know if I have very many of those, though. I have, hmm. I have a small portion of them. I keep them sort of in the bag with all the other white bags, but I sort of say, you know... Oh, there's the thank you one. I'm not using that one. I'm going to sort of, you know, next bag, next bag, sort of skip those ones. Yeah. But the more we talk about it, I, like, I don't think it's a piece I want. I don't think it's a piece I'm going to be making. I'm not sure if it's a piece you're going to be making, but I feel like there's definitely a art series to be had based on these sort of location-based plastics, which is a very cursed thing to say, but, you know, like, this is the elkins quilt and it's just bags from walmart kroger shop and save and maybe occasionally like a thank you bags like 
spend a month, go shopping, you know, whatever bags you get, you, you make those out of cool. And the store talks about food deserts or, you know, what people have at their disposal. You know, if you did a, you know, nor South Philadelphia quilt, maybe there's like a Whole Foods and, you know, 20 different food stores and local businesses represented, but you do like, you know, the underprivileged food uh food desert part of town suddenly it's dollar general as far as i can see in any capacity to own food and i feel like that's a really powerful piece yeah i'm not gonna make there's so many yeah (laughs) same there's so many sorry i don't have the capacity (laughs) there's so many like swatching type projects like research almost type projects that Mm -hmm. i've thought about that i haven't done like swatching like what the dollar general bag looks like what versus what the other thing is that there's some some dye inconsistencies within the same chain of stores but between locations that i think is super interesting not every dollar general bag is the same uh some of them are a little (laughs) more translucent and i've had to watch that because it's messed up i had to undo a good chunk of a piece because i was like why does that why does that look so weird one of the things that I think about a lot is, um, you know, the plastic bag filing system, the endless plastic bag filing system that continues mm-hmm. to evolve and grow, which I... It does evolve. Yeah. I can't wait to have it. I, I want a, a big, crazy plastic studio to invite people to uh, and just be like, get whatever color you want. Play. <laughs> Go. Um, but I've been thinking now, like, the next level of organization, because I have everything sorted by color, but I think my next Mm -hmm. level of organization is going to be by color combo, because, like, Uh, some of the white plastic bags have the red writing, some of them have the black writing, some of them have red, white, and blue, you know, and it, like, it comes out in the fibers. Like, whenever... It does. it, It takes me back to, like, the sheep situation where like you have these variegated (laughs) yarns and i'm like i could make variegated yarn i could make intentionally variegated yarn if i had the patience to you know (laughs) it would be really cool and also like i really love as much as i do look for those sort of thicker plastic bags because they're a little harder to come by i really love how flexible and uh, delicate a standard grocery bag is like really it's so compactable it yes. acts so much like a regular natural fiber because mm-hmm. it is so fine and if you just like if you want it thicker you cut it thicker and it just compacts it it makes a cord if you especially if you twist it I don't mm-hmm. usually do that, um, but I've been looking at that more the more that I crochet. But it just has right. this, like, scrunchy crunchiness to it that I really appreciate. Right. Yeah, I definitely appreciate the sort of middle of the pack, the classic grocery bags the most. Because the, the thicker ones can just be – because there's less, there's less of them going around. There's, you know, they're less common. They can be kind of a little bit unpredictable. Like, yeah. you know, the Target sturdy bag – may you know iron fine and fuse like i do them regularly and it's pretty predictable but you know the uh 
Goodwill sturdy bag will just completely screw up and not fuse and just mess with everything. So it's like, I do yeah. appreciate the little ones for that. And sometimes I don't, like, I sort of file the bigger ones, like the weirder ones, oh, sort of to a second side because it's sort of like a, I'm not going to throw this out, but this may sort of become, you know, a storage bag or a we're going to wait on this one for a bit longer just because it can be really interrupting to sort of try and process those with the rest of them because they are processed differently yeah on that sort of topic like are there any bags that you like hate like i don't you like if there's like a bag to sort of use in a way that is not using them from the traditional method what what are those bags what are those ones looking like for you um I really hate the back. Okay, I have a couple of different things. Um, And some of these might just be slightly different materials, but I really don't like clear uh, packing. Like, you know those pillow packs that go into, um, like, Amazon shipping boxes and stuff? They're just, like, inflated little plastic bags instead of bubble wrap. Mm-hmm. I hate those because the strips are tiny and they usually don't have any color to them and they usually have a lot of text. I have thought about different ways to use them. I've used them in a few pieces before because they're a little extra shiny, which can be interesting, but I just mm-hmm. like have stopped collecting those. I have like a handful of them just in case I need them, but I'm just like, get that away from me. It's right. I, it's gross. <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm like, could you have used paper instead? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. And it is also tied to something that bothers me a lot. And then the other bags that I really don't like are, um, I don't know if they're exactly bags. They're more like wrappers. It's that crinkle plastic. And I yes. can't remember what it is uh chemically because i'm used to usually everything that we make stuff out of is either hdpe or ldpe those are the typical plastics that are used for bags that we deal with and then there's this other plastic that is just like so horrendous and it's like crunchy like if you imagine a potato chip bag but without the foil on the inside it just tears mm-hmm. and tears and it doesn't melt with anything. I remember no. seeing like that's like the number one ingredient in like eco bricks. Like whenever you have plastics that are not recyclable, you just take them and you put them, you try to compact them as well as you can before you throw them away. And that's pretty much the best you can do. You know, mm-hmm. I really hate those so much. <laughs> and then the other thing is I don't like bags that have more than two colors on the printing like if if it's a white bag with red letters cool if it's a green bag with blue letters cool i can usually make an interesting blended color out of that um Mm -hmm. but i the ones that bother me that like mess with the little bit of aesthetic that i have been trying to cultivate is the ones that have like yellow and green and black and blue and like a full color image on that i'm just like that starts to look too muddy whenever i work with them they could be cool Mm. as like panels or fused onto something but for my purposes i'm like i want a two color logo maximum you know because then it just starts (laughs) to look crazy it starts to look too speckly and i i never like the colors that they want to print in so 
<laughs> Maybe if it was the right colors, but it's always like, like I'm thinking of one that's like yellow and blue and black. So, and red. It's yellow and blue and black and red. And whenever I cut strips what? of it, it just b- looks bananas. What bag is that? I think it might be smoker friendly now that I'm thinking about it. Is that the smoker friendly? Smoker friendly has all four of those colors on it. Yep. I bet that's what it is. I ended up with some smoker friendly bags at some point because somebody was very <laughs> kind and gave them to me. So, but whenever I work with those, like I have to kind of cut around that or just, mm-hmm. or it has to be like in, a, I use that for shading sometimes because whenever you mush it all up, it just looks kind of gray. Right. You know, it's weird. Like, <laughs> I, I I usually like to keep the logos in stuff. I like it to look a little bit... I like to show some of the imperfections that result as use, from using a, um, a repurposed right. material because that's half the point, right. right? But this one is too much. It's too much. <laughs> and other ones like it. That's not the only one I've come across. I, there are a lot of them that are like red and yellow and blue. And usually those right. I just cut out the middle panel and go, nope. I'm just going to recycle this one. <laughs> I don't have to be responsible for this one. What about you? Do you have any any hated bags? <laughs> uh, like you, those two, like, sort of clear plastics, the, pack, the packing one, or, like, you know, the sort of wrap-around clear plastic that you're usually seeing, like, your product. Like, yeah. you're, you know, you go to Michael's and the canvases are wrapped in plastic. Those plastics, both Ugh. those, for me, are going straight into, like, packing plastics. You know, I'm stuffing something. Those yeah. are fine for that. I wouldn't say good because they are very they're very sharp whereas like you know the classic shopping gags are much softer more malleable but mm-hmm. they are functional for that so i usually will just sort of bite the bolt and just get them used in that way yeah actually unlike i sort of i think you sort of wondered you sort of mentioned that this might be the fact i do actually like the ones that have a lot of color to them mm-hmm. like just if there's a bunch of color going on that usually just means i can get something more bold more interesting out of them because if i'm sort of going with like a quilting tradition lots of quilts fabrics you know people like the quilt fabrics that have pretty patterns and complex patterns so it makes much more sense for you yeah right but for me the there are two other plastic bags i sort of will shy away from Mm -hmm. i will shy away from black plastic bags for whatever reason those are chemically different and they fuse a bit odd like they're Hmm. just they're just unpredictable they're just a bit more unpredictable because sometimes they'll be completely fine and they'll fuse like everyone else the other half the time they will shrivel up like the clear plastic does and i have no clue why they also feel a bit different if you like if you sort of rub like a brown one versus a black one there is a textural difference to them which i'm not really sure what all of this is from but it makes me try and use black in very limited qualities and i also personally i don't love to do like the bags that i really just sort of disagree with like the smoker friendly or any sort of like yeah uh alcohol store thing like i don't smoke i don't really drink i don't love sort of like representing that in my art i just it feels very anti-me in a piece that is so yeah like it has a clash with your identity yeah, exactly. It feels an- very anti-representational me, which I don't say this in a way of, you know, if you smoke, you're a terrible person, or if you smoke and you have smoking bags, don't give them to me. I don't want them. Just throw them away. Like, I'll still use them. I'll still take them, but I, I'm definitely going to be more ca- 
conscious of this because I, I actually never ran into that mm-hmm. until I made the cloak and then there was suddenly a smoker friendly bag on my shoulder and I was like I don't like this and you know I talked to other people I was like I, I'm thinking about maybe I should just like sort of cut this out or replace it or just overlap it or something people were like no I really like it. it's very bold it like really pops and it, it does I mean because mm-hmm. those colors it it really pops and it's also round it's like pra- it plays perfectly to really just show off and really stand out because the cloak is you know brown and gray and white but yeah. i just it gives me a little bit of ick it gives you an ick despite the fact that it looks like a pauldron yeah that shoulder cap thing yeah it, exactly it just i just don't feel it just gives me that just sort of like the little ick a little bit like mm, this isn't really what my art is what my presentation is if i did sort of come into an influx of those i'd probably save them all for one specific piece where i sort of instead sort of talk about that like if i was sort of gonna make a piece that was sort of about like you know the 70s how much like smoking was a thing in that sort of 70s oh my god you could make a smoking jacket out of smoker friendly bags exactly like sort of in that sort of that would be like the only time i'd really be like i want a smoker friendly bag even though objectively speaking in terms of colors they're one of the best color schemes because they got some really bold colors and they're all together and it Mm -hmm. really pops i just don't like using them for that and i'll also say some bags i don't i don't ever let this stop me because it's just sort of it's a bit of a crap shoot which ones do this which ones don't but some bags though that text is made the dye or whatever is produced in a different way and with the fusing yeah yeah, with the fusing you know where i'm going with this it will just sort of start melting off in a way so it'll get like all over the parchment paper that i use and yeah it's annoying and i have to be really more conscious about that because if i get the die side on the side where i'm pressing my iron like if the die is touching my iron it will mess with the fusing it'll make messes with the metal yeah. but i don't really know what bags do that because it seems kind of like sometimes like because thank you bags are not all you know made by the same company they're all, all the same design some of those will randomly do it i've had a certain genre of yellow bags with red text it's usually a red color it's generally a red color or if there's a lot of colors like with the smoker friendly bag something like those there's more often it's going to be you know a chunk of it is going to just sort of do that weird imprint it's annoying mm-hmm. to deal with but it's just sort of uh un- unpredictable at this point but you know i wouldn't be surprised if it sort of became like a this certain brand of gas station one always does this and i sort of shy away from it as a result but I haven't come across that yet. Yeah. That makes my sciencey brain want to go off and do like, uh, like figure out an ID test. Like, cause, uh, one of the things that I do, I ran into the, the different inks problem, uh, not that long ago for a different reason. I, um, for my embroidery projects, whenever I'm doing something that's a little bit more complex, initially I was using Sharpies to draw, um, you know, the basic outline of whatever I wanted to embroider so that I could keep it nice and loose, but Mm -hmm. still, like, have the composition be on there so I wouldn't get distracted and make it wonky. Um, And a lot of people, a lot of sewists use uh, friction pens where, like, you can, they, they draw, and then when you heat them up a little bit, they, the ink disappears, but they don't seem to work on plastic. I tried tried out of friends and i was like oh dang 
so <laughs> so they don't the ink doesn't seem to work right on plastic it just writes clear from the get-go hmm. which i'm like that's some interesting chemistry <laughs> uh that i don't understand yet um but i started using sharpies because um sharpies are alcohol soluble so they yeah sure they write on everything they last a good long time but if you you know put some rubbing alcohol on them you can get it washed out um and I was making an embroidery piece where I was kind of like wanting some of the printed letters to, you know, make some interesting geometric shapes in the background. I was just like, yeah, this is cool. I'm close in enough to where it looks like an abstracted shape, and I like that. And then when I went to erase off my um, Sharpie lines, it did not. It Well, it's not that it didn't. It erased the Sharpie lines and all of the ink. So it really scuffed up some some of the printing that I thought I was going to incorporate. I actually ended up liking it more because it made the letters look distressed. Mm. But like I'm like, okay, so most people are not using an alcohol-soluble ink because this had never happened to me before. Hmm. And then I'm thinking, like, well, if they're ink printing and there's lots of different ones, I wonder if you could test to see which inks are causing you problems so that you could get like a q-tip of mineral spirits and test bags before you iron them on right because like because if some of them are alcohol soluble then you probably have ones that are like soluble with um mineral spirits and probably others that are like i mean nobody's gonna have a water soluble one but you know (laughs) what i mean there are different solvents that are the basis for different ink types right you have to wait for them to dry out right right but so that happened. So uh, I don't use the Sharpies anymore um, because <laughs> I don't want to test. Every, I'm I don't want to test every single bag before I start embroidering on it. I've been using dry erase markers now. Those work a lot better. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I wonder if we could just have like an ID kit. You know, part of me like part of my little sciency heart that I'll never I'll never actually do this because I don't have the patience for these type of things <laughs> most of the time. But, like, I want to make, like, a manual <laughs> of, like, well, you know, how to ID certain things and just, like, a bunch of really esoteric uh, facts about plastic. Um, I already started doing a little stitch sampler book. I ought to finish that because that was turning out pretty cool of, like, different embroidery stitches. I was going through the embroidery stitch encyclopedia that I have and just trying out everything, and then whatever worked, I would add to the stitch sampler um, just so that people could see what the stitches look like in plastic. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm going to finish that one day. Uh, yeah, there's so <laughs> many UFOs in my life. But, like, can you imagine having, like, a little technical manual of like how to id plastics i know that there are some things out there but usually what ends up happening is i'll like spend some time googling things and different things come up in forums and i'm like okay three people said the same thing that's probably correct yeah you know it's very much Uh, dependent on like crowdfunding research and it's not exactly a well-established field generally so half the time (laughs) it's you know a bit of a no yeah, it's sort of a little bit, a bit of a crapshoot. We're like, okay, these three people talked about how it's – if you use these bags, it won't get, you know, stain on the oranges and seep in and poison the oranges. Well, I'm asking about if the design will come out if I fuse it, if I put an iron on it. So none of these advice yeah. is helpful, and that's the only thing that's coming up. So 
net zero information. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I've started keeping some notes on my phone about different things, like knowing the melt temperatures of LDPE and HDPE and, like, you know, the basic don't poison yourself information. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of safety stuff <laughs> for myself. Uh, but, yeah. The other thing, when you, whenever you're talking about, like, transferring inks and stuff, the other thing that I really love about just, like, the plain, like, thinner plastic bags, the regular ones, um, that I wanted to mention is the trans, the varying degrees of transparency. Mm-hmm. I love being able to mix colors, you know? Like, whenever you, I don't fuse a lot of plastics, but whenever I do fuse plastics or just layer them in something that I'm sewing. Mm. I love that I can make new colors by like layering up different different pieces. Like it almost starts to look like tie-dyed. Right, right, for sure. Yeah, I I need to mess with the transparent bags and the you know, more transparent ones more. I have sort of put them to the side and like I identified a KFC bags have a level level of transparency to them, but I haven't actually tried fusing them or using them to like really see how much transparency stays and how they look, how they layer well. Because usually with the transparent ones, you start getting into that crinkly plastic that doesn't fuse right. So yeah, I haven't tried yeah. out the KFC bags, but there's one there's are one of the things that I need to do because if you can get the layering right, it could be really cool, both to make some sort or a see through thing and also like. It makes more possibility with like a weird collage sort of approach, you know. If you have a pretty yeah, landscape, yeah, you could corrupt some. Yeah, exactly. You know, you could corrupt some logos super hard and make some really intense quilt panels. Exactly. Mm, that would be delicious. Something to create. I was research. just thinking about colors, but <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm like, oh, what type crimes can we commit? <laughs> with this technology (laughs) yeah there's just i could talk about plastic bags for a long time i the one thing that i have been thinking about um like in relation to like printing like things that are printed on plastic bags I, I haven't started doing this yet, but it's something that's on my mind of, like, saving all of the pieces of the plastic bag that say, recycle me, or don't put this on your head, or yes. this is toxic to children, or the Prop 34 warnings right. and stuff like that. Like, part of me wants to collect those and save them. I'm not I'm not there yet. I don't know what that would turn into yet, but... I absolutely know it's the just feeling. just funny. Yeah. You just like sitting there making something and it's like, hmm, toxic in California, huh? All right. <laughs> just in California, though. Just in California. Definitely not toxic anywhere else. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, all this plastic conversation in mind, are there any bags you'd be really liking to see more of right now? You know, after this conversation, like translucent tinted bags so like a clear blue or a clear green Mm -hmm. or a clear i just like blue and green but no like (laughs) any of them like oh oh you know um there's a type of bag that i don't know if it's good for fusing but i really like it for rug cooking it's the type that your newspaper 
comes in, oh. I think he still gets like little weird little newspapers delivered. They're like those little s- tubes. They're like little socks. Oh yeah. Those are usually colored. Like there's usually like a tint to them, but they're clear. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Those. Some of those would be good because I'm running really low on those. I have red and orange only. I've seen green and blue, but don't have hardly any of those. What about you? I think I would love to have more any sort of like patterned bag. Like if it has just a cool pattern all over, that would be great to see. Or any of the ones where they have that random location thing to them, you know, the yeah philadelphia shop and save plastic bag or whatever those ones that have like a weird custom specific specificity yep <laughs> mm-hmm. thanks for listening you can find domenica on instagram at mad artsy that's m-a-d-a-r-t-s-c-i and griffin on instagram at north river art that's n-o-r-t-h-r-i-v-e-r-a-r-t If you would like to contribute any interesting or colorful plastic bags to our projects, please mail them to Plasticity Podcast, P.O. Box 7379, Cross Lanes, West Virginia, 25313.